everybody, and welcome to McKinsey's Digital Dinner Podcast, hashtag digital dinner. This is our podcast series that brings together different voices in Silicon Valley to explore the interesting issues that are emerging in our digital world today. While we enjoy some food, I should add. And tonight, we're meeting at Roca Accor Restaurant in San Francisco. I'm Brian Gregg. I'm a partner in McKinsey's San Francisco office, and I focus and run our consumer digital practice. And I'm thrilled to be joined tonight by three leaders in Silicon Valley. So why don't we go around the table, tell our audience who you are, uh, what you do, what company you work with, and what you do. Hi, my name is Nicolas Franchet. I uh, run Global Vertical Strategy at Facebook out of Menlo Park. Thanks for having me tonight. Hi, uh, my name is Rebecca Wall. I work at Google. I am a global leader in the sales strategy and operations team. So I'm Diane Esber. I'm an associate partner out of our San Francisco office and spend all my time in marketing and sales, digital. So it's excellent to have you all here. We're excited about tonight's dinner because the topic for tonight is around the ROI of digital advertising and marketing, which is on the minds of many, many people, CFOs, CMOs, actually the entire executive suite, frankly. And there's really a lot of debate out there about how much of digital marketing should we be spending? And then within digital, how much of this is art? How much of this is science? How much of this is some form of craft that we all have to get really good at? And Nicholas, why don't you give your view and we'll go from there. I want to go back to something you, you started with, with the, the shift to digital as the starting point. Because it's, look, we're in the middle of the change. We're not a steady state by any stretch of the imagination. And uh, one of the things I look at a lot is um, how people spend their time consuming information. And if you look at, uh, in the US, uh, on a daily basis, the amount of time people spend by sort of channel. Uh, one, they spend 12 hours a day consuming media today. And about 50% of that now is in a digital format. Six hours of digital format. Yeah. And the reason it matters for the art and sciences is changing very fast. About half of the digital, by the way, now is mobile and half is non-mobile. Um, four years ago, there was zero mobile. And so what, what this provides marketers is an incredible opportunity to try new things. So, Rebecca, you must disagree, because at Google, they have proven to the world that last-click attribution is the only way to go, and of course, if you want to measure something, it's very easy. I think, look, I think everyone is evolving from last-click as the only way of looking at it. I think what people are saying is there are many touch points along, along, the, along the customer journey that we need to recognize that all play a role. I think what people have not cracked yet is how much do you allocate to each touch point and people are experimenting again this goes back to the experimentation point on what's the attribution model what should that look like exactly true so there's a whole art and science point that I, I think Rebecca I like the way you talked about the balance because I think that's exactly right because what I drives me crazy is we talk to companies about how they're moving towards scientific attribution and they know last click is dead and last click is over. So we surveyed a bunch of CPG and retail companies, what attribution method are you using? 75% plus, we're still using last click attribution. And out of the remainder, kind of 15 to 20% actually didn't have a robust attribution method. They don't have, they're not measuring. So no one's really solved There's no replacement, it. yeah. And it was actually funny, this data scientist told me the other day, he's you know, 24, 25, and he was like, you know, last click attribution is kind of like friends with benefits. 
It's a short-term solution to a long-term problem. He's like, I wouldn't bring last click attribution home to meet my mom. <laughs> and if you think about it, all marketing was always designed to sell stuff. And I think we're, we're, we're reconstructing this of, well, yeah, of course, brand marketing builds awareness and consideration, and it still will, and it can in, in digital. But if it doesn't sell anything, like, why are we doing it? But it better sell something. And you That's know so what's new is now you can track it. That's interesting. So the old school methodology of I'm going to allocate, you know, 20% of my spend to brand spend. I'm going to have totally separate metrics. 80% is going to be performance. It's going to be very separate metrics. You're saying now it's actually, there's quite a gray area in the middle. And my strategic spend has metrics that are starting to mirror more of my transactional. I think so. I mean, one of the things you can do on Facebook today, which is we're, we're quite excited about, is what we're calling sequencing. So you can, you can show a, a video to, to an audience, to your target audience, and then you can automatically retarget the people who viewed the video with a call to action on, say, the given product, all in sort of one integrated campaign. And so what, what you're really doing is taking somebody through the funnel, the customer journey at a much faster pace than ever before. Well, let, me, let me read a stat here, because I think this is interesting, especially as marketing teams think about the future consumer. The millennial in three years is going to be the largest consuming class spend-wise in, in the US. Only 1% of millennials surveyed said that a compelling advertisement would make them trust a brand. So advertising is highly untrusted, particularly in the young, young um, cohorts. However, 43% of millennials rank authenticity over content when consuming news. So whether or not it's news is considered authentic, true, is whether or not they're going to trust this brand. So in a world where advertising, as a millennial would define it, is highly untrusted, not even they see through it, how does a marketing team think about that in a Google and Facebook world? That's one for you, I think. <laughs> this is for Google. All right, this Rebecca, start us off. I, I would argue that part of the reason the convergence is happening is I was thinking about the millennial stats, right? So TV watching is declining the most in that millennial segment. Yeah. Uh, and they're also by far spending, if you take your statistic, much more time, right, um, Nicholas, on online and on their phone than, the, than I would say the average consumer. So as a result, you are, like, we, I think marketers have to find a way to converge brand and performance because straight traditional TV advertising to like emote something in me is not well trusted in that segment. They don't respond well to it and it's just not gonna be the most effective medium. So people are gonna have to find different ways of doing that. And that is where you're starting to see convergence and, and differentiation on how you need to talk about your brand and what advertising really means. So, for example, we, you know, uh, Nicholas and I were talking before we even started this about YouTube and things people are doing on YouTube. And a lot of what people are finding, um, example, in the beauty space, one of the things that people have found is that there are people, like especially in the millennial uh, generation, they don't want to be talked to about how this one brand is amazing and makes your hair look amazing in an advertising format. But they do a lot of looks and love to see channels with people like them, with people in their age demographic, how-to videos that might be sponsored by the brand. People are now browsing and almost doing their uh, exploratory work with search, not in a find something to click on it to buy, 
So people, at, we find that at, a lot of big branders are actually using search for branding because it is a way, and the way how you can do that formatting and how you can surface things to folks actually helps build awareness more in addition to building conversion, right? And, and that line is just getting blurred. Nicholas, what's your take on this, this concept of the, the millennial not trusting? Yeah. And, and like, how does Facebook think about trust and authenticity? You know, and we talked a little bit about the spectrum of intent. So when, you, when you're doing a query on Google, you have high intent. And so arguably the advertising you're receiving is highly relevant because it's a response to your intent. Similarly on Facebook, um, the most sophisticated advertisers are using a lot of signals on who you are and where you live and maybe your interests, uh, the connection to the brand to serve you very relevant messages. So think of it more as content, it's value added content. Um, as you're consuming your information and it's not disruptive. But we're in an interesting time, and you and I have talked about this before, where technology is ahead of where organizations are. Because, uh, you know, doing this, digital allows to do much more relevant delivery of content. It's just not necessarily simpler, right? Because at the end of the day, you gotta come up with more messages, more segments. You do. You got to go down into the detail here, and that's how you're going to drive efficiency. I agree with that. I think that it, it's so funny you say that about the technology ahead of the companies themselves. I mean, everyone is talking about programmatic buying, right? And you were talking about having more data to create more relevance to create, and, and then be able to be not only more targeted but more efficient with your spend. Uh, most people believe that that is the nirvana of where people are trying to get to. But if you look at almost any survey, and there are dozens of them out there, you know, over half, to up to 75% of CMOs don't know how to execute that, what that would take. They're not, the organization isn't capable of being able to do that. All right, here, here's a fun, a fun one to ask you guys, because a lot of, I think a lot of marketing organizations are struggling with uh, the battle between short-term and long-term impact, especially on their, adver their digital spend. And, you know, recent recent uh, piece of research that McKinsey did showed that by and large, 10 to 30% of total sales were on the short-term impact, so that essentially the majority of it, 70%, would come from the longer-term impact of advertising spending. So the question to you guys is, how would you advise marketers to think about short-term versus long-term impact? The important thing is that you can't, you can't be buying all your, your traffic all the time, right? So you need to build a brand. And what we're seeing is, very interestingly, e-commerce startups, you know, who kind of were very gung-ho on performance or say maybe mobile app downloads evolved to um, building, you know, branded, branded um, campaigns and vice versa. Traditional branding uh, cl uh, clients or companies, uh, typically in consumer packaged goods, getting very interested in performance and understanding the, the short-term impact of what they're doing in the marketplace uh, so they can combine both. So you're saying, Nicholas, measurement is a big deal, and, and I get that. But Rebecca, I mean, people will tell us all the time, Diane and I, measurement's expensive, especially if you're trying to measure awareness and consideration. Digital marketing is still 15, 20, 30% max of the total budget. And we are arguing on the margin about what you can measure in digital, and there's, a majority of the budget that still has got, I would call, very basic measurement. We can measure things much better than we used to before with a lot more science, and in digital, it's never good enough. But my 
print spend that I can't tell what's going on is totally fine. <laughs> and I, the, the, the juxtaposition between that, those two is always to me quite comical. So I'm not surprised CFOs are still frustrated. Think about this, like five years ago, the only way you could advertise a product in a push way to a million people in America was to work with one of the top you know, Madison Avenue agencies and have them sort of make a buy on a top channel for a top program. And that was planned many months in advance and it was gonna cost you a fortune. Fast forward five years from now, you and I can do this from our laptop, right here, right now, at the touch of a button for a few dollars. That is the big change. You just mentioned AZ Nicholas, like that's a powerful part of how marketing spend gets spent today. So is that as simple as same as today, but just now it's digital oriented, or is it a different role that they need to think about? Rebecca, what do you think? I think technology is still continuing to accelerate. What we can do is accelerating faster than what organizations are able to keep up with. And to be honest, you know, people are going to rely on the agency to help play that point. And the expectation on what agencies are going to need to be able to do to be more focused on data-driven buys, capabilities on social search, yeah, totally digital right. video, et cetera, is going to be heightened. You know, I won't use the, you know, programmatic buying, to your point, is a loaded word, but getting that done, it's all going to need to have to be much more reliant, except for the very largest advertisers reliant on agencies. So I think it's going to, at least what we've started to see is agencies are starting to have to rapidly evolve the capability set that they've got. Um, and the investment that I, I certainly see Google making, I'm sure Facebook is making, is helping to educate those partners to help them be in a place to be able to do that. But let's talk about speed for a second because I think a lot of our audience is interested in how do we become faster, especially for, you know, we've been around for a while, right? And I guess the question is in a world where more than 50%, here's, here's a fun one, 50% of Twitter users expect a response in less than two hours, according to a McKinsey report. What sort of advice might you have for organizations who are trying to get there? So I, I think what I've seen companies start to do is have to do a couple things. One is, I mean, we just, I just raised it. I mean, some of it is a mindset and behaviors expectation, yeah. and that is driven by the CMO and the organization in terms of how do I ask my questions? What do I think about time frames? People expect digital turnaround times of 24 hours to see statistics. So I think you're, you are already seeing people start to have different expectations. But I think people are also having to think about measurement and organization differently. So, for example, we've started to see customers do much more war room kind of concepts for large campaigns, especially they do online, right? So you bring together the right folks, you're watching, especially if it's a large online campaign, how is it progressing over the course of a day and hours? Can we make rapid iterations on how that is doing because we can actually see real-time data, we can actually see more hourly, daily data, and we can put that around it. It's not a construct people normally have. They have to pull like a team together. They need to have their digital partner be partnered with them on that to be able to make that happen. Uh, I'm not saying it's pervasive, but I do think that people are starting to figure out how do I need to operate differently in line with how I have to think about things differently to be able to make that happen. Okay. One of our last questions here. 
Let's take three years out, five years out. If you were giving advice to a CMO or, or marketing team about what skills they should have, we've talked a lot about organizations struggling to get to this sort of new world we're in. What sort of skills do you see missing in marketing teams that if they had, they would be so much better at what they're trying to do? I think this data scientist bit is actually one of the core skill sets that are missing um, in the quantity that's needed, right? It might exist in pockets. And what's funny to me is the, that role, which might have existed even before in a traditional marketing organization, but sat somewhere in the dark corner where nobody talked to them because you weren't a creative and you didn't you know, drive brand management, you, is now really front and center of the conversation because being able to do those kind of analytics that are available and required to be excellent is just not something that we, I think we have a ton of. I'd say the other piece that's missing is, can, is more in, in partnership with the agency, which is the, the need for higher volume of content and different kinds of content that has to actually look quite different. So the traditional like plan for the like the large TV campaign, and we put a, you know millions of dollars into a splashy you know ad, is that form and format is varying quite a bit. And how can you actually build more smaller pieces, rapid iteration of content is another capability that doesn't seem to be um, as evolved as it could be across both the advertiser and the agency landscape. So last week I was in Paris and we organized a round table with probably the, the eight most uh, advanced young women um, running Facebook for their organization startups uh, in Paris. Yeah. Um, and it was a fascinating three, four hour exchange. So number one, they're very young. Like literally it's not their first job, maybe their second job. Two, they're very quantitative. Three, they didn't even know other people like them existed. So it was a little bit like Robinson meeting Friday. It's like, oh my God, you do this too. So it was awesome to watch them. And they're doing photography, targeting, uh, analytics, uh, all in iteration. Yeah, all of it. And they're spending millions. Wow. Right? Because they, um, it, it can scale. I mean, it's they're just very, very good. That's cool. But they have no frame of reference. Um, and they kind of invented their jobs, and they're like, well, this seems to be working. Nicholas, Rebecca, I do have a question, though. You, Rebecca mentioned data scientists. Nicholas, you're mentioning these evolving skill sets and these people at startups that are doing kind of end-to-end -end everything. The question that Brian and I get asked all the time by every client is, I need more people like that. How do I go hire them? I mean, the reality is you have to train them, right? So they don't exist. It's a new skill set. They're new platforms. I mean, still in search, which has been around for 10 years, right? It's still a hard skill set to find. Um, and so you, you need to, for the, for the traditional enterprise, which is why this is an interesting problem for traditional enterprise, um, you want to start retooling your people to being able to do that more, right? I agree. I think the biggest challenge is, and we, we, I've heard this before, I've heard this from companies who actually have more of a bench than others, right? Oh, yeah. That they cannot find the skill set. And I think the reality is, as Nicholas said, it doesn't exist. I mean, even the example you used from Paris, they're all quite young. It's their second, maybe third job. 
which means they're largely self-taught and they grew up in this world and they had to learn and adapt and build that capability over time, sometimes in conjunction with their agency and sometimes in conjunction with their, with their digital partners. And I think that's the reality is people have to start to be more comfortable with that. I just want to thank you all again for joining me tonight for our digital dinner. This has been a real treat. So thank you for joining us, panelists. Nicholas, Rebecca, Diane, great discussion. And to learn more about what we're publishing, check out our site, McKinsey Digital and McKinsey on Marketing and Sales. And please follow us on Twitter, or you could search us on Google or share on Facebook as well. Thanks again.